It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit TV. Zip Squad. Next level. BGN Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the next level, the Crim de la Crim, Ron Davenport, Barrett Brooks, linked with BGN, next level boys breaking down the game, of the podcast out, but they not the same, TD the fly one, keep the suits and the wingtips, honest opinions, from the Gibsons to the Winces, I'm left handed, Barrett Brooks got my blind side, Super Bowl winner, see the game from a champ size, route concepts down, the techniques in the trenches, you wanna learn football? And tune in and listen BGN Radio Next Level Podcast You thinking about discussing the Eagles? Better stop that From senior bowl workouts to the draft Down to training camp Breakdowns of all 22 They the best at that Special insights giving sight to the blind So sit down, push play And when they done, rewind Next Level Another Tuesday So you know what time it is It's time to go to that room we're going to take you to the next level. We're going to take you to the up <laughs> with Jesus. Now, it's the Next Level Podcast. I'm Teron Davenport here with Barrett Brooks coming off an Eagles loss. Tough loss. It's one that we predicted. It's uh, mentor versus teacher. Teacher versus pupil, however way you want to put it. And it's a loss. And it's a game they actually – could have won. So we're going to look at that real quick. We're going to look at some of the individual performances that stood out and get you ready for this Giants game. So just starting things off, it was another week where you did not see the running game happen. 13, I think it was 13. 13 runs. Runs. As opposed to 56 passes. You had a guy who averaged 4.8 yards per carry. Going into the second half, averaged 5 yards per carry and got – two or three carries in the second half. 
What's it's, the it's, deal? It's, it's unbelievable. You know, we had eight carries the first half. And, you know, it, it, it irritates me because – not because we didn't run the ball, but I predicted it was going to happen just like this. I told them in order for the Eagles to win, they got to go out there with their 11 personnel and put their best athletes on the field. I understood that. Mm-hmm. You're going to put your best athletes out there. You're going to have Alshon out there. You're going to have uh, uh, Smith out there, Aguilar. Um, then you're going to have Zach Ertz and Sproles. That's what I feel is the only way they can win the game is put those guys on the field. I knew it wasn't going to be in the Garrett Blunt. I knew that they're going to have to go out there and spread them out. Yeah. That way you could have your tackles one-on-one against, you know, Houston and Ford. That's a better matchup. And we ran the rock on them successfully. Now everybody's talking about, oh, a successful run is three yards. Mm-hmm. Three yards. That's all you need. So now you're dealing in second and seven as opposed to throwing it incomplete in a second and ten. Or getting sacked in a second and 37. Right, yeah, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, I mean, and and, and I'm like, come on, please, come on now. And then they had the nerve to say in the interviews, well, Uh, the game dictated that we should have passed the ball. No, it was tied going into the fourth quarter. We were down by three at the most. That's why I did an article on this, man. I said it's time to stop using flow of the game as an excuse for not running the football. And then and is he answering to somebody? I, no, he's the head coach. He didn't answer anybody. Exactly. And it's just like, okay, I understand to an extent the Cincinnati game, you know, where they were getting their – the wings blown off the helmet. They were getting beat so bad. But in this game, you're on the road at Arrowhead Stadium, a loud, the loudest stadium in the NFL. Right. Did and you hear, you chip off what it said? In the home of the yeah, Chiefs. I, and, and yeah, and I asked <laughs> one of the um, because I, I heard him do that before when I was at Arrowhead for a 49ers and Chiefs game. And uh, I asked one of the guys, I, that, that's, that's tricked up, man. You, you know, that's, that's a disrespect if, if I would like to stay. But this is a, a, a sports podcast. It's not a political one. So we're going to keep focused on, on the task <laughs> at hand. And I tell you, man, just when it comes to running the football, it, it, it's a process. It, it's something that, you know, we talked about that on the ride over here. It's something you have to understand. You have to continue to, to hit it. One of the things I love, and I said this about LT, you know, uh, he and Marty, Marty Schottenheim, they would go over it over and over again. And they say, hey, listen, you know what? We got to keep on going with it, keep going with exactly. it, because it's going to hit. What did Andy Reid do? And Andy Reid, we're talking about, folks. Andy Reid. I got to do the ball more than any coach in the league. First half, Kareem Hunt, 1.8 yards per carry. First two carries, he had two carries in the second half, one yard each. Then he had a carry for a negative yard, and they go back to the run still, and what happens? Breaks it for 60. Come on, man. You have to keep, 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 keep hitting it. And that's something that they, they didn't do. And, I mean, on top of that, you talked last week about as an offensive lineman, you like to be the attacker, not the attackee, right? I mean, you're going to hit somebody in the mouth as opposed to getting hit in the mouth. 
And then on top of that, you got a guy that's 240, 245, 250 pounds that you can keep hammering at it. Nobody He's wants to run into 265. that. Hey, hey, look, I give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I was hoping, you know, maybe we could, uh, you know, he, he's trying to make that that contract, you know, to, to stay under the clause, but uh, the weight clause. But, I mean, you keep hammering that big guy. Those one-yard runs, three-yard runs, turn it to 10- and 15-yard runs. You have to stick to it. But they just completely got away from and, – and so it, it tells me one of two things. They're either abandoning the run too quick or they're not even intending on running the football. That's not their intent. You know, I mean and, – and it's almost like this. Don't tell me you're going to run the rock because I know you're not going to run the rock anymore. Don't, don't, don't tell me that. I'd rather you lie for me than lie to me. <laughs> don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't say you're going to do it because you're not going to do it. The teams that run the ball have the most success. If we run the ball, it keeps the offense on time. The biggest thing it does, takes time off the clock. Second biggest thing it does, it keeps the ball out of the opposing quarterback's hands. Now, we talk about Smith having a great year at this point, even though it's only you know two games into it, as a manager of the game. Well, whatever you want to call it, it's working for Andy Reid. Uh-huh. He's got Webb. He's got Tyreek Hill. He understands that he has speed there. He has Kareem Hunt. He understands he has a guy that can run the rock there. He understands he has Kelsey. He's going to hit him on the crossing routes and things of that nature. But what does he do? He keeps running the ball because he Push understands when you run the ball, takes time off the clock, keeps it out of the other quarterback's hands, gives them the ability to throw the play action with that. You know, And, and we don't have it. I told people last week, we don't run play action to try to fool linebackers or bring them up and think we're running the ball. It's our max protection. I get it. I understand it. That's why we did the same thing in the West Coast offense. Mm. You know, I mean, I had John Gruden was my offensive coordinator my first couple of years in the league. That's what we use. We use that as our means. We call it waggle protection. Waggle protection is we'll reduce the front side like a slide gap protection. On the back side, we pull that backside guard, lead him out there. It gives your quarterback another launching point as opposed to being right there in the middle of all that pass rush. Pull him out there a little bit, have a guard escort him out there, have that guard you know, be like a scan guy that scans whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Front side, you got him stuck on the line of scrimmage. It's just a better protection. But don't say you're going to run the rock like you're going to do it. You're not running the rock. There's no and it's going to hurt us. You're going to kill our quarterback, man. Exactly. And, and that's the thing, to have 56 dropbacks and, and to continuously have this guy running for his life. And it's something that – because I asked Peterson after the Redskins game about just Carson's ability to excel in that QB script. There's one thing that this kid could do. He could extend plays. And this year he's learning to do that with his eyes down the field. So that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. And when I asked Peterson about them trying to take advantage of that, he said, well, it's not ideal to have your quarterback back there running for your life. Well, let me tell you something. If you got Isaac Sayomalo getting – look, if there was a like a violation button or a hotline or something, they needed to call it because he was getting violent. Chris Jones was killing him. In fact, they so, started taking turn. Ooh, ooh, it's my yeah. turn to rush him next. It's my turn and to rush him next. And D4 got the sack. Yeah. So they gave up six sacks. Sayomalo gave up four of them. Yep. So if you know that's happening, why are you continuously dropping your quarterback back? And this is the this is the thing now. Teams are going to game plan that now because they started game plan. The reason D Ford got that sack, Andy Reid knew they were going to run a slide protection. In mm-hmm. that slide protection, he understands that they got the wheel linebacker and the defensive end. The guard and the tackle have that blocking team. So what they did was they rushed the defensive end up the field. 
and loop D Ford around, knowing yep. he would be one on one against Sayamalu. That's something that was game plan that they're gonna use. Don't act like Olivia Vernon or all those guys are gonna be doing the same thing, trying to isolate him. And I tell you one thing, Vernon is one of the better guys at, at looping inside and making no plays. Yeah. So that's that could definitely be a problem. So we'll kind of put a ball around the Chiefs game. I mean, obviously it, it was a game, like we said, it was gonna be hard to win. They had it within their grasp. It, despite the imbalance on offense, they still they were seven points. They were within seven points. And and on top of that, they lost their starting safety. They lost uh, their Reserve basic, yeah, who was basically a starter because yep. Jalen Watkins started the game. Both hamstring injuries. We'll see what happens. I don't think they're going to play this week. But in that absence, a guy that I've talked about for a while now stepped in and he played outstanding football, Rasul Douglas. Yes, he did. You know, talk about a guy that went out there and the game was not too big for him. The yep. stage was not too big. He went out there smiling, <laughs> ready to play. He understood what he had against him. He understood he stayed within the framework of the defense. And that's a lot to be said, understanding that you're a young rookie going in there. And I'm glad they gave him some, a chance to run some reps in practice so we knew what was going on in this game. Yeah. And, you know, in, in practice, I forget which one, but he had two two interceptions in one of the practices. And he's one of those players, confidence is, is huge. He's never going to lose his confidence, but – just like anyone, when you start doing something really well, you're going to get even more confident. And just going out there, the first first snap that he saw was against – he was out there one-on-one, Tyreek Hill. No help over top. They ran the hitch route. He came up and tackled him. And then the play that really stood out more than any other play to me was that third down, the, the pass breakup. And Rasul Douglas is someone who always say, okay, yeah, you know what? He you keep him on the outside. That's he can only play on the outside. He's not that guy to, to have the you know be able to handle the two way go that that slot receiver. Well, Albert Wilson was in the slot, and it was third and four. He ran a shallow cross, and he rode rode the receiver's hip. Did a really good job. Not this hand, him. not getting that 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 pass interference, and then he knocked the ball down. Got a, just got a, enough on it to change its course. And on top of that, he talked to the chief sideline afterwards. I love that. I like my corners <laughs> to be that way, you know. But that was a, an outstanding play. He also had a good open field tackle, Travis Kelsey. He, he stopped him on one of the tight end screens. I think he's he's legit re- ready to go. I'm not saying pro he, bowl he or shut no, down. He has no choice but to be ready to go. It has no choice. And, and you know, before we started the podcast, they asked if we were ready. We said we stay ready so you never have to get ready. And that's exactly what happened with Rasul this, this past week. Yeah, so you think at this point they're going to have um, Corey, uh, Corey Graham at safety? Mm-hmm. I, I think he fitted in well. He went out there. You didn't know that he was in the game, and that's kind of good that you didn't know he was in the game because usually when you see safety here, they're usually messing up. They're like the offensive linemen in the league. One bad play. Oh, what did one, the angle? Yeah. On that's Kareem the Hunt. one. Well, you know, Caught he, him flat-footed. And right. they, yeah. <laughs> it popped over so quick. But yeah. that wasn't his fault, actually. You know, because yeah, then Barnett get blown. Up. Was it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. What, what it was, they ran. They ran. They call it Joker because it's to the open side. They ran a power play. They pulled okay. that guard around. So what happened? That backside backer, which was Jordan Hicks at the time, he read the play wrong. Oh, okay. So they set this play up. See, people don't understand. You you have to stay three point plays ahead. Right. That's why Andy ran. Kept running the ball. He ran a ball knowing that he was going to have this play. Set this play up. So what they did, they ran a ball, the jet sweep. So they had Hill 
run a jet sweep, handed it to him. Eagles stopped it. You're talking about the the Kareem Hunt touchdown, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, about, okay. I'm, 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 I'm setting the stage, everyone. Yeah, no, I wanted stage. to make sure because they did something like that on uh, the shuffle pass to Kelsey. The same thing. Uh, yeah, and, and that's thing. where that's where I remember seeing Hicks but out of position. That's a setup that Kareem Hunt set that play up. Got you. The Kareem Hunt set that play up. So Andy Reid's thinking three plays ahead. So what they do? They ran they ran a jet sweep the hill. Mm-hmm. He runs by Hill, same action, pull the guard, same action. They stopped, Eagles stopped him. They ran a play again. Didn't give it to anybody. Threw a little pass play, they stopped him. Then they turned right back around, same action. Hill goes in motion like he's going to run a jet sweep. Everybody's looking at him. But when they're looking at him, he don't hand the ball off. That pulling guard's going around. Jordan Hicks' eyes are in the backfield. Never look in the backfield. You got to look at your reads. Yeah, your your keys. Your front side, they deuce block the front side. They double team the front side or wash everybody down on this side. The backside guard pulls. Pull, replace. You know if he's going somewhere, the offensive line, we don't have time to to be playing around and being all nifty and swifty. We can't be going out there and giving false reads. Wherever we go, the ball is going. When he pulled, he should have got his hip pocket, scraped over, and he'd have met Kareem Hunt in the hole. But instead – he ran and played the boot or ran outside and was sitting right there in no man's land. And that's why you saw him over. Yeah, yeah, now it makes sense. Okay. He didn't follow his reads. If he'd have followed that guard, followed his reads, it's a triangle. It's the two guards to the running back. Mm-hmm. So that triangle. You see the triangle go like this? That means you need to go this way. If it goes that way, if it goes like this, you got to be going towards and following this, this guard because this guard not going to pull for nothing. And if he does pull for something, that's still a plus because you know that's your read. Right. And your coach ain't going to yell at you because the coach, I saw the guard pull, so I got to follow that guard. If he'd have been in that, he'd be sitting right there in the hole because the front side um, tight end got blocked. And that's why he bumped his head on the goalpost. He missed out on that read. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened with the Kelsey touchdown. And the Kelsey touchdown, same thing. The Mr. Tyreek Hill, go, go in motion. Backside's got a pull. They do some front end. He looks at it again, and he makes two stutter steps mm-hmm. yep. to the left. Those two stutter steps put him behind it. Yep. And Kelsey goes up underneath, and they shovel pass to him. Now he's a day late and a dollar short, and they end up running that. And then Kelsey said, I just want it. He was a man that said, I, I want it more than you want it. Yeah. I'm going to score right now. I don't care who you got there. I'm going to jump over somebody. I'm going to fly in the air. I'm going to make this happen. And that's what happened. You got to follow your keys. You can't look what's going on in the back. That misdirection, all that stuff right there, don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. The only people that can't misdirection is the old line. Wherever they go, the ball is going. Period, point blank. That ball is following wherever that line is going to. And, you know, it, it's tough, man. It's just like if, if when you're playing DB. You cannot look you at – You read the hip. You, know, you got to yeah. look at what's in, what's in front yeah. of what's going on. Yeah. That's going to yeah. lead you where the play is. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's funny that you say that because I remember seeing um, uh, uh, Hicks take those steps and you could see him kind of like say, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and now it, it makes sense. I, I didn't see But see, those are the same run actions. Those are the same action. Same exact plays. They're blocked the same exact way. They're blocked the same. Wherever that pulling guard was going, that's where he should have been. Mm-hmm. Blocked the same exact way, and that's what Andy Reid knew that. That play down there set this play up right here. Running the rock all those times in the first half, going into the second half, running the rock again, and then when you ran that jet sweep, 
it opened up that um it opened up that play because now everybody's looking what's going on where Tyreek Hill at yeah oh, oh. yep and here come Kareem Hunt all right you guys forgot about Kareem Hunt you forgot about he can run you forgot all about that and yeah. what does he do boom and it, you know that's one of the things because I I talked to them uh, I talked to McLeod I talked to Jenkins I talk actually talked to Jordan Hicks and uh, uh, BG I talked to all of those guys about the misdirection and how they use Hill so much. You know, BG likes to crash down. So sometimes his assignment is to contain. So you have that that speed coming. All right, what do I do? You know what I mean? And yep. then the thing that Jordan Hicks said, and it's so funny thinking back on this one where I talked to him, he said to do exactly what you said he did. Right. And you cannot have those breakdowns. You can't look in the backfield because that's going to lead you wrong. Yeah, Everybody can be running around, do whatever they're going to do, but the offensive line will lead you right to where the play is. Even the pass plays, you look at the offensive line. Once you see them pop up, you got to get your butt back. Mm-hmm. When you see them honkering down and going full firing out, you step up when they step up. If they step back, you step back. I mean, that's what you do as a linebacker. When you see that defensive offensive line, once they step towards you, you step it towards them. When you see them back up, that's when you back up. Right. And 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 they, you you can't. We can't do that as an offensive line. But we can't hide that stuff because we got to get there. Because them guys mm-hmm. on the other side of the ball, they trying to get you. They mm-hmm. they coming at all fours. You know, they trying to pop you in the face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're told, you know, put your face in his head, rip, and get vertical. Let's go. We going up the field. Yeah. It goes back to that being the the one who attacks. Yeah. Exactly. You know? So so that's a. What can I say? It's next level. Next level. Next level. And uh, that, that's just something that we'll see what happens this week. I know um, the Giants, they like to work this play-action passing game. That's something that you know they actually – Evan Ingram scored on, on one of those. Yep. Outstanding tight end, by the way. So He was wide open. He was wide open. And he, I like the way he played it just right because he went down like, like he was going to block mm-hmm. and just took off. Leaked <laughs> right through. And, yep, and they they had a nice play action pass to him earlier in the game, got him wide open. So that's right, something yep. to watch. Once again, it's going to be misdirection. Obviously, not the same explosiveness as, as Tyreek Hill has, but still, Evan Ingram, a four four guy at the tight end position, can do some damage. So the linebackers going to have to really key in on it. But let's flip it to the other side and talk about this offensive line. And um, I mean, sixteen quarterback hits they allowed. This is a week where I think the Eagles' front can can really eat. I, I personally, I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even blitz. I mean, I would do some stunts up front because they don't seem to be able to handle that. But uh, I think this could be a six sack week for the for the guys up front. There is no reason why they shouldn't have, at the very least, six to seven sacks this game. I, I'm, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at the roster. And there's no way. I'm, I'm, if 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 you really look at, look at their offensive line. You got a right tackle, player, Eric left Flowers. tackles. Eric Flowers, out of Florida. I think he went to Florida. Miami, Miami, yeah. from Miami. Number one draft pick. I could pass rush against him and beat him. <laughs> I could. It was bad. I could beat him. Justin Pugh out of Syracuse. He's been consistent. He's probably the most consistent guy they have right now. Not to say he's any good. He he's gonna be playing tackle, I think, because he came and played tackle a little bit this game, didn't he? Uh this past one, yes. Yeah. Justin Pugh. He ain't really hitting on it. He couldn't start for us. And that's saying something, considering yeah. I, you know. John Jerry, 
doesn't move me. He'll get moved. This 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 offensive line is just they, – they should have a field day against him. They should have a field day. The one player I think is a decent player is Weston Rich, Richburg. I, I think he's decent as a center. I remember him at Colorado State. Um, but you're right. This is a week where they could they could definitely get six – at least six sacks. And with that – I'm going seven, bro. So seven. seven. Hey, mm-hmm. shoot high. But with that, you look at Eli and – I remember in 2011 when they won the Super Bowl, uh, I was at the, the NFC Championship against the, Gi- uh, the Giants and 49ers, and he got hit like 19 times, but he still stood in there and delivered the ball. It was a late pass to, to uh, Mario Manningham for a touchdown, and that put him, put him ahead, and you know the things you had to turn over later. But regardless, despite getting hit like that, he stood in there – and he kept delivering the ball. I didn't see that. I didn't see that last night. Cause early in the season, it's too early in the season. We going out there with them late, late, late night heroics. He's not doing all that now. And he, but I'm gonna tell you this: he throws some of the best no look passes ever seen in my <laughs> life. He throws some no look passes that are on the one. I mean, he's falling back, falling down. He's letting it go, and it's it's getting there, man. Yeah, yeah. it's getting there. He just doesn't look like. To me, he doesn't look like a football player, but that guy—he just—he can play, man. Yeah, he—he's a legit quarterback. Yeah, he so can play. When when you have a head coach call him out, and I—I—I I, I, I didn't like that, man. You, you know, after the game, he called him out. And granted, you know what? It was his job. I—I I agree. He does with with the coach. I agree. You know, as a veteran quarterback, you do have to know. As a quarterback, period, you have to know to get the playoff, but. You're, just, in, I, you're looking in the end zone. The play clock is right in front of it's you. It's right in front of you, yeah. I, you know, I didn't see anything wrong with it, man, because – But do you call your quarterback out like no, that? No, you don't. And he shouldn't make those mistakes, though. Granted, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Uh, but I, just, I agree. He's too old for that. I don't I want anything a little worse than that. Man, he's too old. He's too damn old for that, man. What is he thinking about, bro? No, I'm, I'm just playing. 17, 17, 7. They got the ball on the third one. and goal. Come on, man. That's that, that's the mistake you can't have, now, especially not Eli. Two Super Bowl champions. He understands how to win this game in these games. What's going on, man? I, Man, I, I don't know. But here it is, the home opener, and you, you look at this. Some people are looking at this as a possible trap game. Uh, I'm going to say this. There's multiple reasons this this cannot be a trap game for the Eagles. Uh, I, I understand sometimes, okay, you'll say, all right, well, you know, next week they got this key matchup against so-and-so. Next week they're going to L.A. to play the Chargers. So there's no game to be looking past this one for, number one, and they're not going to do that anyway. But then number two is the home opener. Number three, they're coming off a loss. They just came off getting their ass kicked, so I, I don't see it either. You it know? can't be a trap, trap game. Come on, man. It's, it's not a trap game because right now they're fighting for the lives. Number one is the division opponent. Number That's, two is the Giants. Number three, they just lost. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? No trap And number game. four is a home game. I mean, that's all things telling you, hey, they got to come out and play. They want to prove in front of the home crowd they're legit as they think they are. It's a division opponent. It's only going to put them, you know, two games ahead of everybody else in the division. Right now they're sitting atop the division, number one. They got the tiebreaker over Washington. They're number one. So why not keep it rolling? 
keep it going. And plus, it's bad blood with Giants. <laughs> like my rivalry when I was playing, my rivalry was with with Dallas. Okay, but you look at a lot of the old timers and stuff. They 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 tend to think that the Redskins and and the Giants are, are more of a rival than anything. But How it's funny that? now they don't even think that. How about that? That's How crazy. things shift. Well, yeah, and I mean, with the Cowboys being the reigning NFC East champions, I could see that. Uh, but, I mean, it is what it is. They went one and one against the, the Giants last year. Obviously, they need to do better this year because you have some games, you know, whether it's Oakland at home on Christmas, going to uh, Seattle. Those are tough games. But this game is, is, is the one that's most important because it's the next game. So when you look at that, as far as the keys to winning, um, for me, when I when I see this team, obviously Odell is still an explosive player, but I don't think that he's going to have the same impact because you look at that high ankle sprain, that, that changes things for any athlete, but especially a wide receiver who's required to change direction so much. And, you know. And that's his game, too. That's his game, putting his foot in the ground and getting upfield. You know, so when I look at that, He's someone that he's going to want to dictate where he's going all the time, but especially more now. If I were a DB, I would be jump setting him consistently and redirecting him to make him have to go where you want him to go and fight to get where he wants no to question. go. No You have to. You have to redirect him. You got to make sure you dictate which way he's going because – it's all starting up front. If those guys can generate pressure, he's going to want to get to that spot in the worst way as fast as he can because mm-hmm. he knows that these guys are going to be having a lot of pressure on him. We've been known to get a lot of pressure on Eli Manning, hit him a lot, and he don't like to get hit. So he understands that, all right, his clock has to go fast. That means he's got to get off faster. So when you put throw a wrench in that and slow him down any, he's going to be you know, kind of suspect in him you know, getting the ball. And one thing, he's like a cancer. One thing, one thing starts going on, then everything yeah. else starts going on. It's so just that's unravels. what you want, yeah. 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 So, so that would be different from last year because if you remember one of the touchdowns he had, he ran that slant. And, and this was, I think, really when that blueprint started to develop on how to play against this aggressive unit that gets pressure up front but doesn't always get the sacks. Quick passing game, three-step mm-hmm. and throw. You had guys out outside and McKelvin and Carroll who refused to challenge at the line of scrimmage. So you, your receivers releasing. He had a, 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 a quick slant. Yep. Yeah, he ran that slant, caught it, took it to the house, bad angle. <laughs> I don't see that happening this week because of the injury. But also I don't see that happening as much because you have guys who will actually challenge at the line of scrimmage. Well, if they, if they run that system. I mean, they haven't. I didn't. I saw it. I saw it this last game, but I didn't see it the first game. I, I thought they played way too far yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. They're gonna have to get in his face. You know, they're gonna have to. Yeah, it's it's mandatory. So one more and, topic. One more topic. Yeah, no, keep it moving. Let's talk about Michael Kendricks. Let's talk about the fact that this kid wants to be on the field. Twenty three percent of the, the the snaps. Still had two tackles for loss and a sack. He's trying to make it happen. And it's just the nature of how the NFL is. The NFL is, is one that everybody's going to that 11 personnel. Mm-hmm. One running back, one tight end, and three receivers. So it's kind of hurting him because you only have two linebackers on the field, and they love Nigel Bradham. And, of course, Jordan Hicks ain't getting off the field. So where do you put Kendricks? Kendricks is saying, look, you got to put me somewhere. Get me in there. You know what I'm saying? Put me in the game, coach. Who do you take out? You take Nigel out? I think he's played and, and he deserves that, that opportunity. I mean, I love Nigel. Nigel's a good player. But at this point, so does Hicks. 
So would would are you I mean, suggesting? Uh, so does, uh, so does uh, uh, Bra- Kendrick. Kendrick's. Are you suggesting closing that gap? I think Bradham played uh, at least eighty percent of the snaps. I think it was. Yeah. So you're suggesting closing that gap to more like a sixty forty kind of thing? Absolutely. You got to get this kid a chance. He's he's been more than willing to go out there and 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 play whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's not. And he's taken he's taken some advancements in how he playing the game and how he's understanding the game. It used to be though he didn't, you know, he didn't know what to do. He was but now he's playing instinctual because he knows the defense a lot better. He I saw him taking a now taking an active role and say, all right, hey, 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 that's what happened. This is what happened on this play. And telling guys, look, they ran this crossing route. We gotta put our hands if we put our hands on this tight end, he ain't gonna be able to get across. That's how we can slow it down. He won't be able to get that. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I saw this during the the you know the the practices they they had with the Miami Dolphins, and that's when I really saw development. Like, all right, yeah, he really knows Similar, the man. game now. Yeah. The game yeah. is slowed down for him. He understands where he's supposed to be and where he fits in in the defense. He can now go out there and play instinctually. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that he put a lot of that other attitude stuff and matured a lot as a person and as a man. And that's why he's playing better also. That's a major key because I, I it, it seemed like last year he carried – for the whole year, playing into the fourth quarter against the Jets in that, in that fourth preseason, he carried that with him the, the whole year it yeah, seemed like. Yep. And even at parts in the beginning of this year, but then it just was like he got that off his chest about, you know, how it, it only takes one team to love you. And, yeah. and they, from they there, try to trade me? Oh, okay, then. Well, let, me put, let me put some of this work on TV. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, that's what he Let me put did. this work on there. He's yeah. put in work consistently. So I, I want to see what happens th- this game. I mean, are they going to go to as much 11 personnel? I, I, I don't know. I mean, with, without Odell being held, I know they like to get Roger Lewis in there. You got Sterling Shepard and, and, and Brandon Marshall. and, and Plus, they, you know, they, they got to put them two tight ends in, so exactly. you might get a little time. So we'll see what happens. And speaking of Brandon Marshall, it, he, he had a ball yesterday. It, it hit him in a bad spot, man, like right between the one and the five. I don't understand how he <laughs> dropped that that ball, man. It just confuses me. And, and you're supposed to be this really good receiver. And, and I understand things happen, but my goodness, why? I, I, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, mean, it was, it was, it was a, and I saw the DBs look like, both DBs look like. Yeah, they were <laughs> shocked. So I, I I mean I I don't know this this is a team I, I picked to win a division I thought they would play much better who would have thought Odell would get hurt who would have thought not having him in the game would affect that team so much I don't know but we'll see what happens with with McAdoo also I I think this is a game that that the Eagles have to win this game I don't see how they lose it it's a must win it's a must win and I do see they're gonna I, I think they're gonna win it I think they're gonna win it convincingly I think they're gonna turn the corner as far as being a dominant team. You know what I mean? In their eyes, they feel as though they're a dominant team. So I think this is where they turn the corner. So, all right, this is a game we're supposed to win. So let's go ahead and win it. So two things just in wrapping it up. Um, I'm going to shoot. I'll give you my my player who I think will have the best game. And then we'll go with score predictions and we'll slide on out of here. Just another invite. Make sure you guys get on Clip It. Download the app, ClipIt.com. As well, and and you have a little something for you. Send your stuff to us. We'll break it down. Yeah, we'll let you see what's going on. You know, I'll give you some little insight on what I think it is. And usually, nine times out of ten, I am right because I know a little bit about 
a smidget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So definitely make sure you, you continue to do that. You could catch some of the, the links that we post also during, during the game. You know, we'll, we'll have some, some different ones. So definitely check that out. Uh, but, I mean, for me, when I look at this, I, I think offensively it's going to be the Zach Ertz show. And I think that play action passing game is going to work for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I watched that game last night, I saw them able, and we'll see if BJ Goodson plays or not, but their backup line by 46, you could get him out of position. You yeah. know, and I know you said you, you run the play action for max protection, but it's just an added bonus that you could get the linebacker out of position Man, he, and get your guy. Uh, yeah, he's playing, you know, he shouldn't be there, but he, they, could, they could definitely take advantage of him. I think it's another 90-plus yard performance for Zach Ertz. Uh, do you have Ertz, or, or who else would you? I, I'm going to throw a wrench in all this. I'm going with your son, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. He have a breakout game at home with his fans, checking him out and dominating this game. I think he gets a buck for the first time this this week. That would be really good in front of the he home gets a crowd. Buck. Yep, he gets a buck and tell all the fans, you know, look, I'm here for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Give me the rock, and I'm going to show you. No one talked about that touchdown he had either. That was a really good Great catch. Great catch. You know, no. And to get his feet down. Carson put some heat on that and thing. He, yeah. He, yep. Get up. No, no thinking about it, just nope. caught it and, and scored. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, two games, two touchdowns is definitely something that he can hang his hat on and just continue stacking days. You know, that's what we tell each other, stack the days. So we'll see what happens there. I, I think that he'll have a good game. So I'm glad you called him out. Uh, as far as the score is concerned, I'm going to go with – and. I said 24-20 last week. It was 27-20, so I was off. Um, I'm going to go something along the lines. Uh, I'm going to go 24-17 Eagles is, is my final score. I'm going 28-14 Eagles. Two touch- so it's keeping the trend, the, the two touchdown loss. So that's the show, folks. Again, Clip It. We, we uh, appreciate the Clip It apps uh, sponsorship. Of BGN Radio, definitely make sure you tune in. BGN Daily, you have shows like this every day. I appreciate you coming up to the next level with us, and we'll be back next week to break down the game once again. I'm Teron Davenport, at T Davenport underscore NFL. I'm B Brooks, 72, CSN. Check us out. have now been fulfilled get out your seats and let's get ill that's right y'all we mostly rough b uh who do you have either one of you or both of you have a memory of like who the worst smell you ever smelled in the locker room worst smell worst smelling player that you were like god damn that's that was terrible yeah the nastiest player we had a uh a d tackle we call him Pep. Had a nerve to be a cap, a capper. He was he was six feet three thirty, and <laughs> yo, <laughs> this this dude ripped one. It stunk so bad, man. That's probably the worst. He did it in the locker room. It stunk so bad. That's probably the worst I could remember. Like a 
practice or like before a game, during a game, halftime? Something? I don't remember when it was, but I remember we were in the locker room and he did it. And like I literally had to leave the facility Go. because it stunk so bad. Bro, we had a guy named Bill. I forget Bill's last name. He was a rookie with me. Mm. <clears throat> and, you know, we were having a bad practice. And dude had to use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. So I had to use the bathroom too. So I had to use the bathroom. So I ran and we used the bathroom. And I came back. So the coach, you know, head coach uh, Snyder starts ripping me. You know, he starts cussing me out. What are you doing? Yeah. So coach, I had to use the bathroom. What you want me to piss on myself? <laughs> eh, he started yelling again. So like 15 minutes later, just like 30 minutes of practice left. He's like, hey, man, I got to use the bathroom. I said, go use the bathroom then. No, you just got in trouble for it. I said, I didn't get in trouble. I got yelled at. We're both rook, uh, freshmen, too. I got yelled at, but, you know, I'm, so what? I had to go piss. I'm not going to piss on myself. Right, right. So Bill sitting there, man, I got to go so bad. So he's sitting there, oh, I got to go so bad, man. I said, go use the bathroom, man, before you fucking blow your intestines. Yeah. He's like, no, I got to go, man. I can't go. I said, man, okay, then. So we finished the practice. As soon as we finished the practice, man, he's like, on the line. We're running. That was a shitty practice. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. So we start running. And when we start running, he shits on himself. <laughs> oh, shoot. Now, I, I was always the fastest offensive lineman anyways. Yeah, yeah. But I never ran fast. This guy was fast, too. We're running, and this dude tried to beat me in sprint. I'm like, no, nah, not today, bro. I'm not going to be downwind from you ever. <laughs> so, dog, we're running. Shh. I'm like, I make all my sprints. Coach like, damn, he's doing a good job. I'm like, yo, just because I don't want to smell this shit. Man. Let's go. <laughs> Line it up. Let's turn around. Let's go. We got to go. Man, he smelled like death. I'm like, whoa. Dude, you got <laughs> you got, Crap you got something like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Man, what the fuck is wrong with you? Man? I don't know, man. He's steady crying. You know, I'm like, stop crying, man. You cry. You shit, and you crying. Stop crying. Stop crying, Bill. Bill, you Double Bill, violation. stop crying. You make me mad now because you smell like shit and you crying too. Stop, man. Stop, man. Stop. Stop. Now you, you know I'm looking at you like you're a kid. Now you're a baby right now, Bill. You're crying <laughs> and you got shit in your pants. You're like a baby right now. So we're sitting there. So we, man, we call it up, man. This dude still ain't going to go to the bathroom, dog. Wow. We call it up. He said, guys, you guys had a shitty practice today. <laughs> I, I lost like, it. <laughs> I lost it. I'm laughing at coaches. <laughs> coaches. He's so mad yeah, at me. Yeah. He's about to go make me run. I said, Coach, I, I'm sorry. I, I can't help myself. <laughs> so Bill is sitting. He's standing there, right? When I turn around and look at him, all the players from around him for three feet. I said, Coach, I'm sorry, but Bill shit on himself. So what you said. Stop it. Stop it. Bill's still, you're an asshole, Brooksy. You're an asshole, Brooksy. Like, Dude, wait—he was still sitting in the locker room. With no, we're outside. No, we're outside, oh, outside on the on the field. What is what is Bill doing? Bill shitty. <laughs> he's shitty. And he's crying. He's, to me, he's a baby. I looked at him. I see a baby because he's crying like a baby. And he's shitting his pants like a baby. <laughs>